Okay, cards on the table. We've actually been recording episodes for a couple of weeks now. Uh, we've got a few in the bag, and this episode was meant to be left on the cutting room floor. We decided to salvage it because, well, my editing skills have improved slightly, so I thought I'd give it a shot. You will notice that I sound a bit strange in this episode because, well, I'm behind an inch thick piece of plexiglass. Uh, the fellas are eating pretzels, and I'm deathly allergic. I try to correct it through the power of editing, but uh, it doesn't always work. Hello and welcome to another episode of the M4 Project. I'm Matthew Jelenic. I'm Morgan Davidson. I'm Michael Sullivan. And as always, we're here to talk about movies. Uh, this week we're talking about a film where an intrepid bunch of misfits find a bald-headed man played by Patrick Stewart, who also leads another group of misfits. We are, of course, talking about Green Room, the 2015 horror thriller gore fest. Right up my alley. Uh, let's start with characters and such. Or oh, should I go into deeper detail? Into detail about what it's about. I, what, it, what it's actually about, I suppose, my analogy of... I had it here roughly disagree or agree with me, as you like. I said it's about it's a band that play a gig at a neo-Nazi bar and witness some shit they should not have seen. And they lock themselves in a green room, hence the title, and try to escape all while red lace Nazis are trying to kill them and make it look like an accident. I'd say that's a spot on back of the tin. Mm. Why did you pick it? Why this movie? What what got you onto this one? What got me onto this one? Many, many attempted podcasts ago, we, we went over the sort of films that we enjoy. I've always enjoyed a good Splatterfest. I don't know what it is. The meatier, gorier, bloodier it is. It just gives me the giggles. Uh, oh my god, I am Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> no, it, it came up uh, as a recommendation on Netflix. It had Patrick Stewart. It was a horror thriller. Okay. <laughs> Had gore, okay, I'll give it a watch. It's something that I completely flown under my radar. Came out in 2015, had heard nothing else of it. First, until first time I'd heard it as well. So I gave it a chance. Well, especially with a big name like Patrick Stewart attached well, to it. Well, yeah, that was, that was the thing I thought I would have known. Mm. It wasn't as gory as I thought it could have been, but yeah. Yeah, like there wasn't as much splatter, but I think... The gore it had in it was quality, though. Yeah, like, it, was, it was quality it was, gore. It was meaty. Let's start, as always, with characters. Yep. Morgan. Well, we'll start with... Darcy, mainly Darcy. because it's played by Patrick Stewart and being the biggest star in the movie, we'll start with him. I think he's deserved the right. Yeah, sure. yep. he's knighthood and all. <laughs> Darcy, he's just a mean son of a bitch who yeah, owns the club. I didn't really like the. I didn't really dis. I didn't really like the character overall. I thought Patrick Stewart as Darcy was he was quality enough. Like he played what he had. Well, I thought well. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Like the the character is a quiet, calculating, yeah, clearly yeah, bad guy, man. Guy that comes in to clean he, up the yeah, mess he's afterwards. Literally yeah. there to basically wipe out a band. Yeah, because they've seen something. And they tried to deal with it to start off with before they got him involved. Yeah, yeah, like they they tried to deal with it. It's like, oh crap, we have to call Darcy. Uh, and Patrick Stewart turns up. In terms of performance, I think he did well. It was a pretty simple role. He just sort of had to be a bit menacing, a bit cruel, and. Patrick Stewart's got a fantastic range. He could do it. I thought he was a, a, a fun little character, but perhaps not as menacing as he could have been. Yes. It, it, I didn't feel very threatened by him. The character he, could have done better, but I love just love the fact that Sir Patrick Stewart was in this movie. Yeah. Like there was you know, well the only thing that sort of drew me to what Reggie was like, I was like, because I had no idea about what the movie was about or anything about it. I just saw Patrick Stewart was in it. I was like, all right. 
It's, I didn't even know what to expect. It was not what I expected. I don't know. It kind of felt like his character was meant to be the one that was just in control and just does everything. But it kind of felt like he, for the character, does business as usual, but not in the way of, oh, I've done this a million times and I'm cool, calm, collected and doing it all. It just kind of felt like he was a bit just going along for the, the ride. Yeah, kind of like that. I don't know. Well, that's what I meant. Like, he was menacing, but not really menacing enough. He did that very quiet, gave off an air of being intellectual. <laughs> But he wasn't scary. No, he definitely wasn't scary. He's he's his thought process was yeah. scary, but yeah. he wasn't scary. Yeah. Pat. Pat, next character, uh, Anton Yelchin, the unfortunately died. He passed away. Yes, he's crushed by his own Jeep. Yes, crushed by his own Jeep. I'm not a fan of this actor. I didn't buy into the hype in Star really? Trek. I was just like, Ugh. and when I saw him as in there, I was like, well, maybe he can redeem himself, but he was still a bit Ugh, for me. Okay. He just I, this actor does nothing for me. Martin? Didn't uh, none of the band members I really cared about at all. To be perfectly frank with you, oh. I didn't really. He was probably the like one I, of the ones that you were sort of like. Eh. I like the yeah. guy who was the uh, into judo or whatever. Yeah. He was the best. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably the best one out of all of them. But... Next character. Next. Who, who's next? I had um, a guy. I'm going to pronounce this badly, but Macon Blair. He played Gabe. He was probably my favourite character. He starts to just not like what's going on. Like he was—he's the guy who was sort of like the one of the bouncers, the managerish sort of in oh, a role of it, the, the shorter the guy. Shorter guy. Yeah. And he starts to try to control. It, and as it just develops, you can see his inner thought process going. I did not sign up for this. Yeah. I got to say, he also was the main part of probably the funniest part of the episode, which is uh, the really one ruin it. But when he's closer to the end, where there's only a few of them left, and it's just like a, if only they could anyone else could hear what was going on but they can't because of what this character was doing and he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was I found that humorous his, that his character is probably the strongest I thought yeah. just that he had the most going on I had, yeah. I had the most empathy for him of, out of all the characters even though he was the one sort of facilitating a lot of the awful shit because he was kind of by the end of it probably going back in the spoiler territory it's kind of like this is really fucked up yeah. and I don't want to have any part of it yeah. <laughs> but he's like he knows he's done some messed up shit but even for him this is this has got too going too far. Yeah. too far. Um, and I almost felt for the dogs. The dogs. Yeah, true, actually. <laughs> I felt the dogs. dogs. We'll, get, we'll get to those four dogs. And um, the other person I had of any any mention, the other characters aren't really, is um, Imogen Potts playing Amber. She's probably my second favourite character. She actually, she tried hard mm. and um. sort of got them through. Or got, you know, she thought smarter. And Any characters left? Anyone? Any stone unturned? It's pretty much just uh, Nazi number one, Nazi number two, two after yeah. that for oh, the most well, part. Yeah. I mean, there's other characters, but yeah. they're just not... Like, they're in it for a little bit. You get no... The thing is, you get no backstory to any of these people. Yeah. So you don't get any feels for them, you know. You, yeah, you don't, don't develop any feelings. There's nothing really there to hook your teeth into. They're pretty much there to either be meat or to create meat <laughs> for the short period that they're on screen for. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, looks and tone. I had a, it was filmed nice. There was a, a nice clear clarity to it. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was like a DIY band. Those sort of bands are up my alley in the yeah. type of music they were playing. I thought it gave it a good representation that first little period of this is what bands do. They're yeah. trying to start out. They road trip. The fact that, that they they crash into the cornfield um, and all those sort of things to start off with because they were just that tired from playing gigs yeah, the yeah. the um stealing the petrol that was just a good setup to be like yeah, yeah this is what bands have got to sort they're of a new grungy little band just yeah. trying to get up yeah other than that like i said clear it was very clear and the scenery was yeah. was quite quite pretty 
and the the lighting was was fine for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did notice throughout the film, it's got uh, similar to what they did in the Matrix. The colouring is pushed down towards the greens throughout yeah. the entire film. Okay. So green room. Um, actually, I think it's probably blues, blues and yellows at the start, and then after everything after the green room is there in this dark, dingy green sort of mm-hmm. colouring, even when they're outside, which I thought worked. Uh, the actual locale. I wonder if they really did find like a hideout of. I I think, it, I think externally it, it's probably just, just a some place. shed, and then internals is all just sets. Sets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Was, I mean, I thought the set, like the sets they did them on were really good. Like, yeah. yeah, it really yeah, did yeah. look like it was some dungeon of a neo-Nazi place. Like yes. From from like because there was like shots of characters talking and in the back there's a giant SS sticker just like yeah. on the wall in the hallway like it's like yeah, yeah and all, all the graffiti down the hallway yeah. looked very very authentic and everything. What's next on the list? Because I think we pretty much covered that. How was it overall? Uh, overall, um, well before we dive into that, there's one sort of sub point I want to go into, which is plot. Uh, there was a few little things that I thought they snuck in and was really clever. Uh, at the start of the film, we're discovering that they're a new, grungy little band. They're getting interviewed yep. by someone, and he, he asks, you know, you're hard to find, you haven't even got any social media. And their, their response is essentially, well, we're a punk band. If we do that, we're joining the establishment. We're not about proceedings. We, it want, is. we want yeah. live shows. That's where our power comes from. That's, that's what we believe in, which is a brilliant way of completely disarming that modern-day thing of, Hey, if these people went silent for even eight hours or twelve hours, no one's someone would know. Yeah, 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 but they can't know because they have no social media. media. So this was like, well done, because that's in new modern horror. That's mm. that's a real concern. Like, yeah. yeah, we live in an interconnected society. So we just. I think Patrick oh, Stewart actually. Oh, sorry, Darcy actually mentions that he asked, "What are they doing on social media?" And then they said, "There's no, nothing." Yeah, I think the response after that, he even goes, he says, "We'll track their emails." Yeah, it's like okay, see that it, it's thought. Um, yeah, I was like, well, okay, so that was it's actually clever. That's about a that. good little touch. Yeah, because a lot of other modern horrors just conveniently, oh, our phones are dead. Don't have signal here. No. Overall, I'm gonna push it to Mike. Mike, what did you think overall? Um, I, I honestly didn't. This is un, unlike you guys. This is not 100 percent my alley kind of films. <gasps> Amazingly, um. So also going into it, I wasn't didn't even know that it was going to be a slasher horror type thing. So <laughs> to say I was caught off guard a little bit would probably be a fair assessment. Um, I can't, I kind of figured I kind of figured when um, when they had the knife in the girl's head and he was like they're like maybe she's alive maybe <laughs> and maybe he she's still breathing and he just picks the knife and just grabs her and the hot like the whole body just kind of like it's like yeah that's a sack of meat like it's yeah. pulling it by a knife. I was like ah I see what's going to be happening now. This is what's happening. Fair enough then. All right then. Um, so it took me a little bit of time to warm up to it, and I probably didn't really start overall enjoying the film until about an hour in. I'd have to say, whether that was just because I wasn't prepared and these aren't usually my kind of movies, or whether I just found most of it mediocre and the interactions that the characters had once they were going into the situation they were in kind of irritating, like the calling of the nine on one as he's trying to walk out the door surrounded by Nazis. What a great move. Um, from at every moment for the next 20 minutes going are the police coming are the police coming when obviously, obviously they're not coming. obviously not coming yeah. like if you've not figured this out yet that, that's uh, I mean I guess that would be I could understandable from the character's perspective but not good um, but overall once I started enjoying it and actually looking back at it it was decent I thought it was pretty good I mean for uh, slasher horror so yeah enjoyed it I thought 
I was at the six minute mark, mm-hmm. um, and you sort of needed it. May you may have just guessed it, educated guess, but you didn't know that they were a band until roughly the six minute mark. Yeah, and I just thought, Ugh. I know they're a band. I've read the blurb. I just would have liked a little bit at the start there to they're in a they're in a van, but you don't know why they're in a van. Yeah, um, and until they sort of get to do the interview or, or talk about doing the interview, you don't actually know that they're in a band. Mm-hmm. They made a like one word sentence or, or one word that you might have missed, but mm-hmm. you don't really know what the fuck's going on. Until they sort of start doing the interview, which is fine, but if you didn't know it, you might want to just why, why there's all these people in a in a van. One thing that annoyed me is like the neo Nazis who have just killed someone are telling you to relax. Don't relax. <laughs> Do not relax. Do not. Definitely just, don't just relax. You've just, just witnessed, witnessed a murder, um, and you're in their club. Do not. Relax. I thought suspense sort of died away for me. Um, overall, I didn't mind the movie, but the suspense sort of died because every you you, you quickly realise that every time they leave that room, people are going to die. Yeah. yeah. So you're prepared for it, and they die really easily. Oh, yeah. No one puts up a fight mm-hmm. at all, Ex- with the exception of getting towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of characters are killed off with basically a thrust, a stab, or a dog bite. Yeah. And I would have liked a little bit more. The um, guy in it who is good at the uh, martial arts, yeah. he basically just gets jumped on and stabbed dead. You could have let you could have killed him in that scene, but just let him maybe fight it out for 30, 40 seconds. It just adds a little bit because you don't know if he's going to survive that point. Yeah. But he literally went, stab, stab, dead. It set it up as like, okay, they're going to leave or one of them's going to die. You don't, oh, maybe, oh, yeah. and that gives that, that suspense that I yeah. like in, in a suspense thriller, which yeah, you're just, not sure of what's going to happen. Because yeah, when it comes to these sorts of movies, essentially it's a guessing game on who of these people are going, going to make it out alive. Exactly right. So yeah. if they make you keep guessing, then that makes for a better film. And it quickly all. becomes like relevant very early, fairly early on. Uh, who is going to be the main characters mm-hmm. yeah. so you know that one that one's probably going to survive mm, that one's expendable that one's expendable that one's expendable yeah. that's that was probably pretty much overall Is anything extra add to that no really that, that's pretty much it I, I agree that suspense kind of died off quick because I knew what was coming there was a good little bit of tension there when they're building up it's like oh, okay when exactly is it going to happen when they left the room uh, there's a couple of points where people just step around a corner and other filmmakers would have given it another couple of seconds, but... No. Hey, it's reality, there's a Nazi there, bang! Yeah. Person's down. See, like, see, the suspense was good to start off with. Yeah. Mm. But that first time they leave the room, mm. that was suspense. Yeah. But after that happened so quickly, you were like, mm, right Yeah. Yeah, and I can see what's going on here. In terms of my enjoyment, did enjoy The Blood and Guts. Uh, I thought it was done really well. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just your... The, the, the hallmark Hollywood... I've been cut, and it's just a red line. Yeah. Uh, we had hands almost flopping off and being duct taped back on. That was my soft spot. Yeah. We had uh, a guy being, well, just to test if he's dead or not, being gutted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had a guy's throat being chewed through by a dog. They had at one point where the um, face. a character starts off a sentence but gets cut off midway as his face turns to uh, mush. Yeah. yeah. That was the shotgun man, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Shotgun man. Throat slit. Stabbings occur. Dogs chew on legs. Yeah, uh, like it was very visceral. <laughs> like yeah. it was very arm breaks. Arm breaks. Yes, yes. Uh, All sorts of stuff. Like it was. Couple bullets to the head. And they seemed like if that happened, that's what it would look like. That's oh, what yeah. it. Yeah, would they did a good job of that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was meaty and dense. Like a lot of those, uh, <laughs> a 
a lot of those effects they'll just do very surface squids it's just a blood pack splatter yeah, yeah. This, these shots and these sorts of things that have occurred in the film they had depth like that it looked like it actually went internal yeah and even things like when one of them get, one of the one of them gets shot in the neck, like it falls over, and you can just see like yeah, like the blood spouting out, spouting out, out of yeah. the neck, something like yeah, that's, that's yeah. probably so how it would the, go. The the practical effects and the makeup and all that was top notch. I thought that did a really really good mm. job. Um, my softest spot on that was like the duct tape, the duct tape yeah. fixes all. That was that <laughs> yeah, was a. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we'll we'll hold off for exactly what happens for the, for the spoiler section. But yeah, the the duct tape, the magical healing duct tape, <laughs> it can hold together a submarine, can fix a severed hand. And at that point, I think we pretty much. Would you recommend it? Would I recommend it? Uh, if you're a fan of the Splatterfest and you enjoy a little bit of a suspenseful thriller. It's not going to knock your socks off. It's nothing hugely... It's like, oh my God, they oh, blew my mind with the suspense. My heart was racing. It's just another, another one of those fun yeah. little romps. Yeah. It's, but you do have to be the sort of person that can stomach some very visceral scenes. Yeah, yeah. Um, with my recommendation, I'd say... I, as I said, I don't usually know a huge amount of this genre, but I felt like the actual setting of it and where the characters were, I felt was pretty new I don't think that's been done a lot in that particular thing um, so I thought if you're a fan of the genre and you like those sorts of things I'd probably recommend it based on that and yeah otherwise stay clear because it's pretty pretty intense <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I agree with you Mike I, I recommend it on the same principles that I like slash flicks yeah. I, I hadn't really seen this sort of setting before it, yeah. was, it was something different to add to that sort of uh, yeah, environment when you know when you think like horror slash you think like like one guy like actual or horror or, yeah. Yeah, yeah like creeping in the shadows type thing where it was but this was like, very in your face yeah, um, yeah. and just the, the the reasoning behind why they were doing what they were doing and mm. the people they were just added to yeah. that for me yeah. um, it, it wasn't your oh there's a bunch of teens at the cabin in the old campgrounds oh some spooky <laughs> person's gonna get them it was okay if this occurred if these people walked in and saw something this this would probably be how it went down. down. Yeah. It wasn't just an evil sinister person doing yeah. it for shits and giggles. Nodding their hands and cackling yeah. in they, the night. They, did it, they actually had a purpose for it, however mm-hmm. twisted and wrong it was. Yeah. So yeah, give it a watch. Yeah. If you like that sort of a movie and that might be with blood and guts. I mean, it's not even that long. It's like it's almost bang on the hour and a half. Yeah. So yeah. Why not? And with that, we'll end the official proceedings of the M4 project. Uh, we will be having a little bit of a spoiler chat if you hang around, but uh, thus endeth the main session of the podcast. So we'll give you a second to pause and go watch the film. And we're back. Welcome back, friends. Uh, spoilery dudes. In this sort of uh, film, there's not really many dense spoilers there's no big plot twist it's only things that can uh, really give away is who, who dies away. when yeah. yeah and who who ends up surviving and what happens with them at the end uh it's not anything huge twist it's not they're waking up and it was all a dream or anything like that no. so, uh let's talk about the mighty mighty duct tape hand <laughs> the guy's hand's hanging off yeah, and you see that and I looked at it and went holy fuck his hand is hanging off yeah. that hand's done yeah. they duct tape that shit okay given he can't pump the pump action shotgun yeah. they at least kept that in there that he yeah. would not be able to do that yeah. but his hand does pretty much everything else and he, you watch him move it like it's yeah. like dude that hand is like it's they, gone it was, they they was hanging off from like yeah. the, it, the only half of it was attached uh, a character sticks his hand out of a door hit with, with machetes gun, with, with a gun uh, trying to hand over a gun as a part of a negotiation sequence with the Nazis 
and they basically attack him with machetes, uh, almost taking their hand off. And the solution of his Friend. fine medically trained friends is to duct tape it back on. I mean. One thing they could have done better with that whole thing in the film, bandage his hand underneath it, immobilize it with some, some rods or something. Because, yeah, there's a couple of times where it's like, oh, his hand was just hacked off. To be, and it's still moving around with yeah. purpose. And again, also to be fair, they're a bunch of kids in a rock band and they've just been attacked by neo-Nazis. True. With yeah, true. So yeah. in, in they may not have been thinking about practical first Oh, no, no, no. I, I, no, not practical first <laughs> I mean, uh, as, as filmmakers, immobilize the actor's oh, hand so right, he right, can't, right. can't move, move it around. I've got you. Okay, that sorry. was one of my grudges because it was like, it was, it's not functioning. It is dangling by skin and he's still basically pointing with it. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I so immobilize that. So yeah, it fair. stops it flopping, or it stops him from being able to do his natural motions. Yeah. So he doesn't have to think about it. And this is why Yelchin's a bad actor. I don't miss him. Yeah, oh, <laughs> God. Um, I will say with Anton Yelchin, at first I was trying to remember, I didn't know that was him. I've not seen the other side. Well, I've seen bits and pieces of them, or they're vague in my memory. I'm pretty sure I was drunk when I was watching them. I thought he must have been Elijah Wood's cousin or brother. I'm like, oh, it's Elijah Wood. No, mm. no, it's not. But he is that boyish. He does have that boyish look about him. Boyish he definitely does. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, moving on from that, the... I do actually want to get to, uh, talk about the, the, the whole gun thing. Like having the gun in the room. Um, it could just be me misremembering it, but why did they give the gun to the guy, to the kids again? When he got the gun off Big he Justin. Got the, he got the gun off Justin. The big rest- no, 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 I understand that, yeah. but why did Patrick Stewart say give them the gun? Like, give the gun to them? Yeah. Uh, uh, to control the situation. situation. And just be like, oh, oh, no, no, oh, you're, you're, we're not going to hurt you. Right, Look, see, okay. this is how much we trust. You guys Open the gun. door, now we're going to hit you in the face with machetes. Yeah. Because we're we outnumber you, even if you've got a gun. Yeah. Problem solved, we can bury them all in the backyard and no one needs to know they were here. Couldn't they have just done that? Without giving them the gun first? Well, they have to get them to unlock the door. That was the thing. It was like, ah, right. See, gotcha. if, if you've got the gun, you're more inclined to unlock the door for us or I can hit you in the face with a machete. What? Nothing. I mean, this is getting me into like nitpicking sort of thing, but I feel like they could have kicked the door down. Yeah. I mean, it had a couch in front. Yeah, they absolutely could have. I guarantee there was a fire act somewhere in that establishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a guy who's obsessed with fire. I mean, they had a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> He's constantly mentioning that's a fire yeah. hazard. Yeah. yeah. That's fire they had a shotgun. shotgun. They could have blown the fucking door off and yeah. then just unloaded. Yeah. It's a little uh, bit nitpicky about that, I think. But... No, but I. I, I liked the uh, representation of the red laces as a, a sign of where they are in the. Yeah, and that guy will fucking kill you because he's wearing red laces. That was cool. And that was great by um, Amber Potts' character. No, it was Amber by Image of Potts. She was looking through the bottom. Yeah. And she noticed it she was like it's fucked. No, get back because yeah. she saw these red laces. Yeah, that was um, cool. that that was good. And then the fact that he offered him the game because he sort of done it, and that's when he sort of realised I don't want this. Yeah, mm. like oh, I just wanted to work in a bar, bar. man. <laughs> I don't want red laces to kill people. Yeah. I only got shoelaces. I killed someone, yeah. and I only got red shoelaces. Like, yeah. pretty sure his shoelaces are probably already red. Red from the blood <laughs> that he'd been stepped in. Yeah. Oh, why are they symbolic laces? <laughs> I get it now. The whole film makes sense. Let's see. The majority of the band dies except for... Uh, Yelchin's character, Pat. Yelchin's character, Pat. Uh, and the other survivor is... Amber. Amber. I've got to say one thing that I... One thing that I really enjoyed was... When, it, uh, when I say that I enjoyed it only after about the first hour, I liked how... Even though it was very sudden, how the characters went from shit or real scared to almost zombie-like. Yeah. Like they almost was like... They've just stopped giving a fuck. They've yeah. just stopped caring. Like, and it's like, yeah, well, I mean, this is it. Like, we could die now, but fuck it, whatever. Let's just mm. do this. 
and they kind of had a different, a whole different, that kind of carried through for the rest of the movie. And yeah. I thought that was a good bit of character development, even if it was horrible. <laughs> it was sad that Patrick Stewart's character, uh, Darcy, didn't show his fortitude mm-hmm. until that very end thing. Like he walked away from a gun, got shot, and turned and had a had a go at yeah. it with his gun as he died. Yeah, yeah. it was that was brave like yeah. I'm just gonna walk away from you you gonna shoot me oh, and yeah they did shoot him but yeah. like that was balls that was yeah. that was real big balls yeah I always was feeling like it was a like it's possibly happened in the past where he's been with one of his lackeys and he's just turned to walk away and let the lackey take the lackey take the brunt yeah, like, yeah. yeah. let's do it then. he just got the gun out and then he was gonna swing around and shoot yeah. yeah even to the point where he got shot a couple of times and then still was like well I'm going down if the last thing I do is take out one of those guys as well then so be it so yeah had a go at it went around had a shot um the scene that I liked and they could have done a lot more for me with is the junkie with the needle out of his arm because oh, yeah. Patrick Stewart set that up. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Darcy set that up. Yeah. And he doesn't give much information on it at the start. You sort of got to... He's like, oh, go and have a party in the woods and he spots a drug and he says that should do it. So he's clearly given them either bad drugs or yeah. massive overdoses of the drugs that they're going to mm. take. And they're going to, because these are the people that were in the room yeah. when the girl died. And at the end of the scene, you show one of them tripping the fuck out on LSD so bad he's probably never coming back. Yeah. Another guy dead with a heroin needle in his arm. Mm-hmm. And unless you'd been clued in, you might be looking at going, what the, f- what, what was that about? But he, he doesn't, he, directly. he doesn't directly say what it is. And that, I thought, I got it and was like, oh, oh man. If only that could have had more in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there was uh, one or two lines. Yeah, there was the that should do it, and he also references tell the party's on me. Yeah, he, told, told, uh, he also says to um, the, the little bartender friend who gets his red laces, it's like, yeah, they should probably stay away from dope. There's a bad batch going around. around. Yeah. He says a very menacing. It's like, ah, so the, that's so, when I figured out the drugs he gave the people are probably yeah. poisoned or yeah, but it doesn't like. If you quite just miss that little bit, yeah, that other scene means stuff all to you. It could have been a lot more of a setup with them give yeah. handing the drugs over and saying, "Have a good time." Yeah, and it's on us, yeah. and then it's like, I admit that I didn't actually pick up on that, and so it didn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. When that's I saw what that, I mean. Right? Like yeah. I didn't yeah. actually catch onto those little things. So when I saw the dude hanging with his needle out of his arm, I oh, just what the fuck is this? I, I assumed that was that guy. I, but I just assumed that it was just shots of that them afterwards. Yeah. Just Chilling out, yeah. having fun. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the if you missed it, that was the guy who probably did the stabbing in the yeah, head. I knew it was that guy, yeah. but I didn't. I, I figured it was like that's the drugs they got, and they were just taking them, and they yeah. were just showing that this is the aftermath of where they were. An untied loose end. Yeah, it's actually been tied. Yeah, well, it's actually that actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah, that's why that's actually a lot better than what I thought. See, no one will know there either. Other than that, I don't think there's any real spoilers. No real spoilers. Um, uh, I like that Gabe made it and he kept his word yeah. and show, you sh- yeah. you, you shows him keeping his word because yeah. they're worried that he wouldn't um, go, and go and find help and he went and found help and basically one of the last scenes is him telling the ass we need police yeah. so he mm-hmm. actually did hold up to, to that yeah. I can say the only thing that actually of the whole movie besides the premise itself um, that surprised me was when the dude at the, the bar got shot in the head by a shotgun that was yeah. timed well in that I was expecting him to die but not so quickly and oh, not yeah, I so not so immediately. But, but Patrick uh, Darcy yeah. uh, led to that as well because he said there's something we've forgotten, and then yeah. that scene leads, and then boom, they're looking for the shotgun under the under the bar. And but again, I wasn't expecting a guy to yeah. come in. 
I was expecting him to die because he's just a random dude that showed up and well I mean he had connections with the other yeah. character that got stabbed but I was like yeah, he's gonna die but I wasn't expecting him right, right, right there, there. I was so like, he only just got in there yeah like, exactly I thought he was gonna get, get the shotgun they're gonna do a little bit of work and then he was gonna get as, as soon as he point. came in I was like yeah fresh mate he's yeah, next he's gone this is one thing that I think with characters in general is that you keep saying Patrick Stewart and then correcting yourself to Darcy. It's because I don't see Darcy is the person there. This is yeah, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. It's Patrick Stewart doing Patrick Stewart things yeah. as the, under the guise of Darcy. So, Is that a, a, a measure of his performance, you think, or just a measure of his fame that you can't see? A measure of his fame. I think it's, I think it's fame. Having said that, a lot of the time when he plays um, Professor Xavier, mm-hmm. I often see Professor Xavier. That's because they're just bringing Professor Xavier. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like so, when it, a lot of the time when I see see him playing that character, I I see that yeah. character rather than Patrick Stewart playing that character. Whereas in this one, all I can see was Patrick. Stewart. Mm-hmm. All I can I, see was Patrick. Stewart. Also, all I could hear was Patrick Stewart. I also got the feeling that uh, Patrick Stewart was on a fairly well, being the size of production, it was probably a very short production. But I feel like he was probably only there for a couple of days. Yeah, because yeah. he pretty much had two or three areas he was in, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. And especially because he's talking to them through a door for a lot of it. And, rush yeah, to start through, rush to start through, yeah. rush to mm-hmm. start through. Yeah, get, get him in and out. All right, we got all the got all the, that's what we need from him for minimum dollars. And that's why I guess it out. might have been why it wasn't fleshed out very well because they yeah, kind of got him in, got him to do his scenes and then he was out again yeah. and he couldn't really expand upon the character all that much. I suppose all you need, yeah, like you said, all you needed was a recording behind the door. Yeah. Then yeah. you just play the recording and have them do a million takes of them being behind the door. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just put it in. And let's face it, yeah, Patrick Stewart's going to get first or second go. Oh yeah, he's going to need more takes than that. Thanks for listening. Uh, next week is Morgan's turn. I don't think he's got a film figured out just yet, but I'll edit it in and let you know. All right, catch us next time. I've been Matt Jelenic, Morgan Davidson, Michael Sullivan, and this has been the M4 Project. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Uh, what was Morgan's pick? I just have to. Where is it? It was weeks ago in reality. Uh, oh, here we go. It was I Love You, Philip Morris from 2009, a film starring Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor. It's about a cop who turns into a con artist after coming out of the closet, and when he goes to prison, he finds the second love of his life, and he'll do anything to make sure they stay together. Based on true events. Okay, okay, so there's two things I have to tell you about. One, I wasn't actually behind an inch-thick piece of plexi. I was just speaking into the wrong end of a microphone. It, it's it's not like a regular microphone. It's, it's one we just use in the middle of the table. That's why we all sound like crap. And secondly, I'm not allergic to pretzels.